0: It is 6 o'clock. It is MutinyRadio.fm. You guys are tuned in to the happy hour. Woo! Happy hour. Happy hour. Happy hour. Happy hour. Lots of jokes. Lots of jokes at happy hour. All the comedians come and do jokes. Yay. Uh, All right. We're just going to get it started up. Comedians, you have, I'm going to light you with the horn at 3 minutes and 30 seconds so that we can get all 23 people in tonight comedian your first comedian up to the mic he's I just handed him a cigarette and then I was like oh, we're starting <laughs> I hope someone else smoked it you guys put your hands together for the very funny Jason crazy! oh
1: man that's that's a better reaction than I usually get <laughs> shit life's going pretty well uh what do I want to talk about today I know what I want to talk about today uh I found out earlier this week that um Facebook is now recognized as official government ID. Found this out when I was late to work and the Muni police came by and I uh, decided to check transfers and I didn't fucking have one. But I also didn't have my fucking wallet. So I'm sitting here trying to explain to a police officer why I shouldn't be going to jail for not having ID and you know breaking the law. And I was like, listen man, I'm just really late for work. I really, I really am, can I show you my Facebook page? <laughs> and he said, yeah, okay. And that's how I learned, yeah, no, uh, Facebook, official government ID when the police want to bust you. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't work if I was proving my innocence. Um, oh, man, proving my innocence. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have a lot of people that uh, don't realize a lot of things about me. Uh, they, re- they really don't. Uh, I've been going on uh, some, uh, some Tinder dates. Nobody recognizes that. Uh, I have a coworker who uh, now joining the list of uh, my mom and my dentist will not stop thinking I'm gay. That's always fun. Um, but that means I get to use lines like, yeah, I just popped out my mom doing jazz hands, wearing a tux, shit, it was great. Uh, I got an award at work. Uh, no pay raise though, no pay raise. They spent that on the plaque. Uh, and I don't know what's worse for me. The fact that uh, I get a raise at work, but they only give me a plaque. I get an award. They only give me a plaque and expect me to work harder. Well, the fact that it fucking worked. I've been busting my ass, picking up extra work everywhere, fucking trying to pick up shifts, and not just because they only give me 30 hours a week. Speaking of work, I'm going to keep talking about work because it's fun. (laughs) Uh, I have a guy that comes into work He comes in my job at least once a week, and he is just a colossal, back-breaking douchebag the entire transaction. Like, he will be super picky, super fucking, you know, just ball-bustingly obsequious about details. And, uh, but he always leaves a 20 in the tip jar. And I'm always happy to see him, no matter how awful he is to me at work. And I have found out that uh, from this, I have drawn one conclusion. This man has mathematically quantified to a dollar amount how much of a dickhead he is allowed to be. This isn't like, you know, this isn't rich man syndrome. This is art. This motherfucker, like, I mean, knows that if he gives me $20, I will be happy to see him every single time. And this has also taught me that I am a hoe. And not even an expensive one. I am a twenty-dollar hoe. I <sighs> love all the meth heads here in San Francisco. They're they're like my they're like some of my favorite people actually. Like if you ever get the chance and you're just people watching, watch these guys. Like you know like you know, out of the way, but you know, make sure they don't see you watching them or they'll come over and say hi. But uh, there's one guy I walk by every day on my walk home from work who is always ranting about the lizard people coming from the hollow moon, which is fantastic. I want a little bit of what he's smoking because I want to experience this for an hour and not for years at a time. But um, now it's gotten to the point where I've become so jaded as a comedian to where I walk by and he's talking about the lizard people again. And I'm just kind of like, hack, we've heard it. <laughs> Get some new material. Let's talk about the mole men, people. (laughs) Fucking mole men. The unseen threat. I hope this guy listens to this show. That would be amazing. I want to be walking away from here, going from work, and have this guy be like, well, the lizard man thing is hack, so I'm starting to talk about mole men today. And I'll leave you all on that one. Thank you very much.
0: Jason Bulbford. Starting the happy hour right. We are so happy. We're really happy because our next comedian, he is one of the hosts during the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016. You guys can come to his show, the Fifi podcast, which is Fuck Everything, Fuck You. It's so funny that Fifi is such a nice thing to say, and then Fuck Everything, Fuck You is just not as nice, is it? (laughs) He's a really nice guy. Put your hands together. It's Tim Pizza.
2: Hot February, it's freaking me out. It's not supposed to be hot in (laughs) February. What's wrong with this place? This whole year's fucked up, man. It's like I woke up first day of 2016 and I turn on Twitter and the number one hashtag is waste his time 2016. And the top trending tweet is, flirt with him until he hits on you and then crush him. It's like, they fucking knew it. Yeah, sounds about right. It's was like, well, what if I waste her time 2016? Like, just go to her house and install half her stereo? (laughs) Like, uh, let's just casually date for the next uh, 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's uh, been a weird month, you know? It's like, I thought it was Valentine's Day because, uh, you know, um, everybody, my Tinder was blown up. It was going crazy all of a sudden. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't swiping. I wasn't doing anything. All of a sudden, I'm just, stuff's beeping. And uh, I thought it was Valentine's Day. I thought, you know, I'd get like, you know, a two day hookup, a Valentine's Day date, and then, uh, you know, get dumped like on the 16th. But, uh, no, I've been dumped five times in the past three weeks. This is an all time new record for me. Call Guinness. Yeah, yeah, five times, two weeks, but I did get to finger somebody in an Uber. Yeah, that was really awkward eye contact with the driver because he knew exactly what I was doing. Ah! But uh, I wonder if that, that, uh, that, 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 that affected my five star wa- rating. Um, <laughs> I don't know, through this whole process, I've learned that like either like I'm a really shitty person or that like I'm just like, I'm a shit weather friend. Like, if you want to get off the wagon or if you want to hide a body if you want to try crack, if you want to get fingered in a taxi, you call up your boy Timmy. But uh, if you want something meaningful, I guess I'm not your guy. No, no, not at all. No, I'm just, uh, I'm, like, I'm like weird Tinder meat. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, though. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, real jokes. Real jokes. What do we got? Ooh. Let's see here. Maybe I'll try some crowd work. I never do that. Uh, You, sir, how are you doing tonight? We
3: goddamn near
2: killed me with that last bit. Yeah? Yeah, you like it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. The last guy was talking about the lizard people. What do you think? Do you know about the lizard people? The shape shifting reptilians? Ah, I don't know. Trump kind of looks like his skin's falling off. Like he's just wearing a shitty skin suit. Yeah. Wait, did you just blink sideways? Oh, did you? <laughs> you just blink sideways, didn't you? Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, forked, <laughs> eyes, yeah, forked <laughs> tongue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I'm good, Pam. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Hey, to my pizza. Thank you. Go buy your tickets now for the Fifi podcast coming up this Sunday, 4 to 6. Special guests... From past Fifi Podcasts and also guest comedian Brian Plum out of Massachusetts. Here we go with our local people back. Uh, You guys are going to love the comedy of your next comedian. Uh, He's a doll. He's also uh, hosting a show at the festival. It's going to be Saturday night at 10 o'clock. It's the underwear show. And uh, he's going to be hosting the beautiful Wednesday Weiss from Portland who is a stripper and a comedian, and she's gonna wear underwear. I'm really excited. I also can't wait to see this guy in his underwear. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Dro!
4: What's happening, guys? I don't know how I got on that show. Like, (laughs) I guess I gotta get some underwear. I get something, (laughs) you know, like something cool, dude. I don't know. I feel like since I'm hosting that should go big and just get a new, like, Set of briefs for every comic, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what kind of briefs you wear, dude. You wear, you wear briefs. You look like a boxer kind of dude, nah? Oh, God, nah. Yeah, you're right, dude. It is none of my business. Let's talk about my life. <laughs> so I was walking over here, guys. <laughs> I was walking over here. I saw a, I saw a white dude wearing a trench coat, and I knew I had to get out of that area. I, I feel like I cannot trust a white guy wearing a trench coat cuz i feel like he's up to no good. Like he's either going to whip out a gun or whip out his dick, you know? Like i like i just don't want to be around when he starts shooting, guys. <laughs> I feel like i can't trust a white guy in a trench coat. Cuz i feel like i feel <laughs> I feel like best case scenario if you see a white guy in a trench coat, it's really just three kids on top of each other's shoulders <laughs> just you know posing as a man. I can't trust, I can't trust white guys. what was it, trench coats. (laughs) (laughs) Can't do it, guys. (laughs) Hell yeah. So I just kept walking. (laughs) So I just kept walking, I ran into a guy, I ran into a grown man riding on a hoverboard. He was wearing, he was wearing like slacks, dude. And a fedora? God, I do know. Anyway, he was a grown man riding on a hoverboard. <laughs> I was hoping, like, a grown man in rollerblades would pass by and just call him a bitch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dope. <laughs> I was reading the paper and I read this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for reals, guys, I was reading the paper. I saw this story about the the SF school board. They said it's okay to give condoms to middle school children, you know? Right? It's about time. A lot of parents were upset. You know, they thought that this was going to increase sexual activity in middle school. I think it's just going to increase water balloon fights. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Maybe some... Balloon animals are smuggling <laughs> 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 The rise of smuggling drugs increases. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking silly, guys. Fucking silly. <laughs> how you doing, ma'am? You doing good? Yeah? You, how you living? You, you have a boyfriend? <laughs> no? I got in a fight with my girlfriend like a week before Valentine's Day. Uh, she got upset, Pam that I went to Ikea without inviting her. (laughs) We didn't talk for like a whole week. We didn't talk till Valentine's Day. I had to get her the perfect present just to get her back on my side. I got her a bouquet of roses and a gift card to Ikea. Why do you hate her? She broke up with me, sir. (laughs) She's like, she didn't think I was taking this serious, guys. Huh? Just been living. Just been living like a bum, dude. Just been listening to sad, sad music, you know? A lot of... <laughs> just a lot of that Elliot Smith. That Sam Smith. The, S- the Smiths.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Cause guys don't, don't know how rough it got, man. I was just alone in my room in the dark eating ice cream listening to Will Smith's Just the Two of Us. <laughs> You know, crying every time. He's like, we could make it if we try. <laughs> Just the two of us. Somebody told me that song was about his son. I wish it was about Jada, man. <laughs> My name is Drog. Have a nice night.
0: Yeah, hey, knows! Go buy tickets now for his show, The Underwear Show, 10 o'clock next Saturday. Uh, your next comedian, she also has a podcast here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, she does it with Dominique Jellen, and it is every Sunday from 10 to noon. It's called The Lazy Brunch Hour. You guys, she's hilarious. Put your hands together. Everybody, it's Tess Berry. I'll plug
6: it in. It's like you're just going to have to deal with looking at me in the dark. Um, it's Friday. How you guys doing? Yeah, it's Friday. I'm really sad. Um, don't don't pity me for having a human emotion like that. Like falls under the normal human emotions. You don't have to feel bad for me, but I'm sad. Uh, I've been sad for a while, but it's been going on so long. Like I can't. I don't know if it's a chicken or an egg situation. Like, am I sad because I stepped in shit, or did I step in shit because I was sad? I don't really know. I texted my friend to ask her and I dropped my phone and the cycle continued. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've been sad. The world is like a cold, cold place. Mm. And I'm at the center of it. It revolves around me. Um, I got a a haircut recently. I got a drastic haircut because I was bored trying to change things up. I went in and I was like, hi, yeah, could you give me um, just like the perfect mix of the female lead of a young adult dystopian novel turned movie and Liza Minnelli? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or just Cole, like stand up Cole. I'm pretty sure we are like intense twinsies right now. Your name's Cole, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, You're like looking at her. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we got like, in, yeah, I think her name's Cole. No, we gotta, yeah. This is like dead laser eye contact. <laughs> it wasn't, but okay. Mm. Fine, maybe I don't want to fucking be your twin anymore. (laughs) (laughs) BT Dubs, you hit more on the Liza Minnelli side. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Yeah, that that actually that actually is what I was going for. Oh, don't tell me that. (laughs) Don't tell me that. I'm sad. Just we don't (laughs) we don't have to go there. Uh, Yeah, I'm sad. I wish I was someone else. Um, I found out my dad's a doomsday prepper, he called me and uh, he he likes to call me when he's bored and stir shit up, so he called me and was talking about, lord knows what, chili or something, and then he just goes, so what's your escape plan? I was like, what, my escape plan? Like the only thing that occurred to me was that Escape Plan's a really good movie, uh, you guys should watch it, that's why you're not laughing, you don't know how good it is. Uh, yeah, I was like, I turned it on him. I was like, what's your escape plan? And he's like, if shit hits the fan, I'm not afraid to shoot my neighbor for food. (laughs) And my neighbor knows that. (laughs) I was like, whoa. And I had this major breakthrough because you know, for a long time, uh, I blame my mom, but it's really all my dad's fault I'm in therapy. (laughs) It makes a lot of sense because you know i like i have i have pretty i have anxiety and like there's a direct correlation between the distance i am from home and the amount of anxiety i have because i keep thinking like what's my escape plan <laughs> and the worst one is like sleepovers as a kid you, maybe this is more specifically a girl thing like sleepovers as a kid who thought it was a good idea to like raise a child to sleep by itself all the time and then all of a sudden shove it in a room full of girls who smell weird and then, like, their house smells weird. Everybody's house smells different. <laughs> and then you're like, I don't watch this TV show. And they're like, why aren't you laughing? And you're like, I don't know. It's not funny. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. My, I was raised by TV. I was raised by TV. But that's that's unfair to my parents. It's not like they weren't there. They tried to parent me, but I'd be like, shh. Family ties is on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go now. I'm going <laughs> to... Thank
0: you, you guys. Have a good one. Des Berry. Uh The only fight I ever got in with my mom when I was little uh, was over 21 Jump Street. I, uh, I wanted to watch 21 Jump Street, and she wouldn't let us eat dinner with the TV on. And I almost had a fist fight with my mom in fifth grade <laughs> over Johnny Depp. Yay. Uh, your next comedian, he is an amazing individual who runs a show here on Tuesday nights. It's called Open Improv. It's an amazing show. You guys need to come here at 8 o'clock on Tuesdays and come have fun with the Sylvan Boys as they do the most bizarre. They do. They commit. You know, they really commit. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Justin Gomes.
7: Oh, hello. Hello, everyone. I am, in, I am on allergy medicine uh which i'm pretty i like i I looked up how allergy medicine works i I understand how it breaks like blocks hormone receptors whatever i'm pretty sure allergy medicine just works by making you too sleepy to sneeze like i I just that's how i felt all day like too sleepy to sneeze but not sleepy enough to go to sleep just, just stare at a wall for a few hours this old lady a few days ago uh was like why are all of you so tall?" And I was like, come on, this isn't my fault. Like, your generation is the one that fed us human growth hormone for years and then forgot to have a world war to send us off to. Like, he, he made a bunch of Captain Americas and we, we, now we're doing stuff like this. Uh, we're nobody's hero and uh, that's all your fault, old lady. Uh, not saying that we need a war though i'm not saying that that like people like we need to to go fight i mean it's kind of like part of like the american like mythos is like it's like apple pie and wars like for the whole history of our country but i'm not trying to say that people that are going to war right now i'm not trying to disparage them i'm not trying to like talk shit about soldiers i I thought i could just riff Like I don't think that like like if you go to war and fight like you're a douchebag, but I think that if you go to war and fight and you're thinking for your freedom, then you're a douchebag. Oh, God, I can't do it. I'm sorry, guys. Back to jokes. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Don't you run open improv? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Listen, man. There's a difference. There's a difference between pretending like I'm somebody else and pretending like I'm me with an opinion on stage. Uh. The other day somebody told me that uh they're like, "Oh man, I had a bunch of dope on me." And I've never uh, I have never like I didn't the language has changed, you know. I, I was like, "What you mean like your shoes are really cool?" Like <laughs> those are pretty dope man." <laughs> I'm like, "What do you what do you mean, man?" And he's like, "Yeah, whatever, dude. Those pants are sick." And I was like, "These pants are healthy. You <laughs> leave me alone." I wasn't healthy recently. I got that cold that was going around. That's very sick, you guys. I was, um, I was totally sick. I uh, landed a three sixty flip down a five stair, smooth oh, as a whistle.
5: <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <woo-ree>! <laughs> uh,
7: what's a new giggle that I haven't thought of for you guys? yeah smoking weed man this is the biggest problem with it you guys it's gonna falter your careers Uh, but my thing with weed is uh, it's it's like a stupid drug Uh, the first person who smoked weed was the same person like the same group of people who just walked around eating plants to see if they got you high or drunk or killed you and then told everybody else (laughs) well (laughs) don't need that but (laughs) alright Yeah. <sighs> really glad I got to do another show tonight. Really looking forward to that. Luckily, that one's just screaming and drinking, so <laughs> I've got that on Easy Street. Yeah, I'm not going to waste any more of your time, guys. Have a good night.
0: Yay! Justin Gomes. I believe his later show is the TED Talks tonight at. Are you on TED? Know You're Drunk is that at Piano Fight? Yeah. Hey everybody, go to Piano Fight. In fact, we'll just do a plug for Piano Fight with the rest of his time. Go to Piano Fight. There are so many great shows. Go see uh, Bubblegum Garbage Party. Go see Know You're Drunk. Go, go, go to Piano Fight. They have a great comedy venue that all the local comedians produce shows there. Uh, it's awesome. Your next comedian, he is here all the time, and we appreciate him so much, uh, supporting the station and being here on Monday nights as well for joke workshop from six to eight. You guys, he's funny, funny dude, even though he's from Berkeley, Put your hands together. It's Sanj Noah. Uh,
8: I don't think I'm alone when I think that most reality shows are pretty bullshit. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's reality. Okay, it's reality. Yeah. Uh, But do you guys remember the show Crocodile Hunter? Yeah, I know that shit uh, was legit, cause he died while filming that show, guys. It was, uh, all right, this is not gonna get any better. I, I feel like this light is just illuminating my, my failure right now, <laughs> right now, it's just very bright. I can, all right. Uh, my childhood friend recently came out as gay, uh, which shouldn't have surprised me. You know, cause I remember when we were 10 years old, we were playing a game of tag. And he was like really out of breath. He's like, oh my God, I can't breathe. Can we play a slower game? I'm like, okay, what? He's like, hold a cock. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, I mean, I'm game for most things, but how do you play that? He's like, we just hold each other's cocks and whoever lets go first loses. And for 20 minutes, uh, I held on. And I let go and then he held on for 10 more minutes as (laughs) just for just a victory lap, you know, uh, I think pro-life is an issue, uh, a pretty serious issue, uh, not pro-life abortion. God damn it. I'm so tired. I'm sorry. All right. I just, I got to get my energy up. I got to get my energy up. I, I need to perform for you guys. You guys are just had a long, hard day and I need to make you make it better. Right. That's what I'm up here to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, abortion is a serious issue. Uh, and I think pro-lifers who eat uh, omelets are hypocrites because uh, eggs are literally chicken fetuses, just chicken abortions. All right. Uh, reverse racism. I think reverse racism is a real issue. I do. It's when a cop shoots a black man backwards. It's... Reverse racism. All right. I got, <laughs> I got robbed last week. Uh, and this week I called an, uh, yesterday I called an Uber, and the guy who robbed me, uh, picked me up in my car, (laughs) and, uh, I'm single, and I think Google's given up on me. You know, I used to get ads for eHarmony, and now they give me ads for masturbation tips. It's pretty bad. Okay, I was an art major in college, I was an art major in college, uh, and one of my prerequisites was Driver's Ed uh, to prepare me for Uber. That's well, <laughs> how that works. Uh, Bart on Bart. It's basically like I take Bart every day, and it's basically like a, thousands of people ride Bart every day, really cramped together in really close quarters, and disease can spread really easily on the Bart. But I realized that, like, you know, a terrorist would never implement biological warfare on the Bart. Because he would just kill thousands of people uh, no one cares about. That's. Or, okay. I saw an anti suicide message. <laughs> this guy knows my pain. He's just feeling my pain. He's like, oh my God, I can't even look at this guy right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I saw an anti suicide me- message on the BART, uh, anti suicide at the BART station on, on Mission. It said, please, not on the tracks. <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, I tried to kill myself once. I did. And uh, recently I was cleaning out some stuff and I found my suicide note. And I made some pretty good points. Like I, it it wasn't that bad, you know? I was like, oh my God, I was better off back then than I am right now. This is fucking ridiculous. All right, I'll just leave you on this, a slightly less, I don't know. You know what, I'm just gonna say it. I, uh, I used to think that Abercrombie and Fitch, uh, they used to, like, spray buckets of cologne just throughout the store, just buckets and buckets, but I realized, uh, that they actually just have a Persian man stand in the corner for the duration. All right. This is just sad, but, all right, thank, <laughs> thank you for
0: listening.
8: Yay! Yay! Sanj
0: Making suicide funny again for all of us! Yay! Clap for him, awesome. Yay, we're gonna go into a female rock block right now. I'm excited uh, for the ladies to get up to the mic. You guys are gonna be super happy and uh, with your next comedian, so clap wildly for Jenny Hogan!
9: (laughs) Pam, how's everybody doing? That's good. I liked your uh, joke about chicken fetuses. I was like temporarily convinced um, by like a, an aggressive vegan that uh, like eating chicken fetuses because they were um, like the reproductive parts of chicken was like grosser than like eating meat even. But honestly, like Katie Holmes did it with her own baby. Like that's it's true. She did, and like I'm sure that baby is beautiful. Um, I eat eggs now. Uh, so uh, I did a job interview today. Um, and, but it was at like this app that does like clothing recommendations. So, like uh, the recruiter's like talking to me, and she's like, "So do you use the mm, like? Do any of your friends use this app?" Um, yeah, because like I typically like get dressed in like about ninety seconds. Like most of which is spent, or sorry, pick out my clothes in about ninety seconds. Like most of which is spent um, picking my clothes off the floor and sniffing them. Um, so I don't really, I don't think I would uh, get much use out of an app that does clothing recommendations. Uh, I am thinking about switching jobs, which I probably shouldn't say, on the radio. I'm trying to exercise good judgment, but anyway, I am, and uh, it's like, we're having like a lot of turnover at my company, um, and I was like asking someone if they like knew why this was happening, if they were asking people why they wanted to leave, and the guy's like, oh, it's because they just like can't handle the pressure, We're too intense, too much for them. And I was like, okay, this isn't like Vietnam, like we just sponsor, like we just sponsor a lot of visas, like that's it. Um, All right, Uh, so are you guys familiar with the term sapiosexual? Can I I close this? Okay, Uh, all right, so uh, sapiosexual is defined as like a sexual orientation in which you're attracted to people who are more intelligent, Um, which I find to be like kind of odd that this is a sexual orientation, but I looked it up and actually like a sexual orientation is just like, an enduring pattern of like sexual preference or whatever, so I guess like you can say that sabiosexual is an orientation. I wonder if it like counts as an orientation if you're just like sexually attracted to people who are attractive. Um, but <laughs> it's hard to say this is an option on OkCupid, and it's an option that's like typically only selected by like um, like atheists in Brooklyn, but uh, it's real, and I just wonder like um, if it is, like, an, an, an orientation, which means, like, you know, you have to just, like, accept people for it, and it's something that uh, they can't change, which I'm told is true of sexual orientations. Uh, it's like, if you have a friend who, like, gets rejected by a guy, can you say, like, oh, sweetie, like, don't worry, it's not your fault, like, he's a sapiosexual, like, he just doesn't <laughs> swing that way. Um, which I did, <laughs> didn't go over well with my friend. Um and I guess the reason I've been so concerned about this thing is that I think I might be a sapiosexual, Um and I'm I'm trying to like get cured of it. Uh which I know is taboo like yeah uh curing sexual orientation, but uh at Jesus Camp, one of the things that they do is um if like they you're trying to switch someone's sexual orientation, like they they'll be like masturbating to the porn that they like and then at the last second you switch it out for like the target porn, kind of, like what they're supposed to like. And this, I mean, I, it's like unclear uh, whether or not this works, but um, it's something that's done at Jesus' campaign like with pedophiles. Uh, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna try this like for my sexual orientation of being like a sabiosexual. So I'm like masturbating for, to C-SPAN and I like switched it out last second for Jersey Shore. Uh, didn't work. Uh, no, the joke worked great. <laughs> I'm sure you guys know the, that, uh, that technique didn't work. Um, let, me, let me do like one more. No, I'm just going to stop. Thanks, guys.
0: Ginny <laughs> Ogan, sapiosexuals, Smart guys. Jump into her pants right now. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to sexualize you. It's a terrible thing. Uh, but you can sexualize your next comic. I don't know what's coming on to me tonight. Thanks for the thanks for the beer, Mary Bushy. <laughs> I'm a crazy person. Uh, your next comedian is a funny, funny lady and a great supporter of the station. Put your hands together, everybody, for Amy
10: Bebo. You stink! You stink! I hate you! I hate you! Is this the one? Is this one? I wasn't paying attention. Uh, which one's on? Which one's on? How's everybody doing tonight? Muni Radio Happy Hour. Woo! Everybody's getting excited for the Muni Radio Comedy Festival that Pam Benjamin's been putting so much hard work into. Why am I the only one who shares her posts, man? It's just like, me and her, we like it, you know? And my mom, my mom loves all of it. I'm like, I'm sorry, mom. She lives in Minnesota. But she, like, every time I share it, she's like, oh, I like that so much. But please don't go to a roast of Jesus. <laughs> You know my mom's really scared. I'm like, "Mom, we don't really have Jesus, you know?" Oh, there he is. But you know, we're not going to really eat him, you know? Nobody's bringing the Eucharist, right? <laughs> right right so yeah um we were talking about suicide earlier and um i feel like we haven't had a real good mass suicide lately right you know like there's been mass shootings which aren't the same you know but there's not there hasn't been like a fun new agey group that like all drinks the same kool-aid and then you know what i mean like kills themselves but i was just wondering maybe we could inspire like the trump campaign to get something like that going you know right i mean it's not that I don't, I mean, I don't personally wanna kill anyone, but maybe they'll just determine that they're not that happy on this planet. Like I just, <laughs> I don't think America's the country for them. I don't think the earth is the planet. For, I, I mean, I, I'm protective of this planet. I want the people that are going to love it and support it and are into unity, and it just doesn't seem like them. So I just want to say I'm not, against, I'm not against mass suicide. You know, People always look at it like it's a bad thing, you know? And it's like, <laughs> it's not. Anybody who doesn't want to be on the Earth shouldn't have to be here, you know, making garbage, you know? We make a lot of garbage. I feel like that's going to be the legacy of our generation, It's <laughs> like the millennials, you know? Garbage, you know? Um, I wonder, like, what I'm doing with my traveling. I've been to a lot of countries. I've been to like probably like 30 countries, and I, you know, I can proudly say I've left my fingerprints on plastic trash, you know, from here to Delhi and back to Brazil. You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's such a beautiful legacy. You know, some of it gets to the ocean. You know, kills some seabirds. You know, some of it just, uh, you know, stays in the street forever. You know, we're making like one-time-use plastic containers forever i honestly believe honestly that when you're born you get a spoon and a cup and a bowl and that's it you know you get the one spoon cup and bowl and if if you want another one you have to wait for somebody to die you know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i mean it doesn't take that long there's people coming and going all the time on the planet you know but I, does anybody else feel like we're making a lot of trash Yeah. And like, I mean, it's not that funny, but it's I'm trying to find a, a way like to, you know, to connect because it's like, how can we be more conscious? And I used to be really hardcore. I would always have my water bottle with me and, you know, just be really serious. And then I even stopped caring, you know? So it's like, I'm like, I'm like going like borderline hypocritical, like where during the day I'm like posting all like the animal sadness videos. And then at night I'll have like two shots of a tequila and, you know, I'll be like, you know, deep-throating, like, double deep-throating chicken legs behind the dumpster of, you know, KFC, you know, (laughs) because I don't want my hippie friends to see me, you know? I think a lot of times people do stuff, like, on their own that they don't do, you know, in front of other people, and we have that really going with, like, the whole image crafting thing, you know, like, with with social media and stuff. I'm glad, maybe other people are glad that they grew up in a time when it wasn't always about that, right? That we didn't even have social media. It It was a good time. It was a good world. Um... What else is happening in the world? Um, I don't know. I just want to say one more plug for the the radio, Muni Radio Comedy Festival, and that people are going to get out and bring their friends and buy tickets. And if not, at least donate to this station because you know it exists for all of us. And so thank you so much, Pam Benjamin, and uh, welcome your next comics up here.
0: Amy Bebo, being awesome and supportive and lovely, yeah, and trying to change the world. Don't use plastic. Or at least reuse your water bottles. You know, like, if you get that free water bottle from work, at least fill it up once before you throw it away. I mean, that just once, you know. Care about the fish and the birds. Just, just a little because we're going to eat all that plastic later, and it just turns into tumors in your ovaries. It's so weird. Uh, hey, your next comedian, he's pretty weird too, uh, but a great guy and working on his comedy every time. Love to hear his jokes. Put your hands together. It's Ken Suzuki. Ken
11: <laughs>
5: Suzuki.
12: suicide jokes. They're to die for, aren't they? Oh, boy. (laughs) Amy, I really enjoyed yours. I give it three and a half Jonestowns. (laughs) (sighs) Just my opinion. Opinions, they say opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Are they? I'm pretty sure you can't eat an opinion after its owner's taking a shower. (laughs) Rim jobs, say what you want about them. They are very probiotic. Well, Kanye West is $53 million in debt and possibly divorcing a Kardashian. That really... Changes the power dynamics of that song Gold Digger, now doesn't it? Because I'm pretty sure she ain't a gold digger But she definitely ain't bre- messing with no broke. I'm not funny enough to finish that line <laughs> <laughs> The remix of the song though will probably be this because in the original song he had the line when he gets big he'll fuck around and leave that ass for a white girl It'll now be fucked around and got my ass left by that white girl. Kanye West and Donald Trump. People say they have a lot in common. Both have big egos. Both go on Twitter rants. Both are into women they would never have without their money. What's the difference? I'll tell you the difference. Kanye West earned his first million dollars. Kanye 2020, ladies and gentlemen. indeed Euthana- suicide jokes are great, but if you have a euthanasia joke, it is definitely worth asking for help with. Because when you think about delayed response (laughs) because when you think about it they say life is a death is a part of life what isn't life really just a part of death because one of them sure does last longer life what's the point of keeping it you're just gonna lose it anyways die
0: Sad and funny Ken Suzuki. Don't kill yourself tonight, sir. Not in the bathroom of here. We don't have enough. It's the, the ceilings are too small to hang yourself. It just, it won't work out. Uh, he was actually, that was a, I think this is gonna be the, the closest that Ken ever gets to being in like a, a, a gangbang sandwich. Cause we've got two lady comedians before him, then him. And then we have <laughs> two ladies after him. So this is sort of like his moment, like his moment. Uh, your next comedian is, uh, she is an, she's a lovely human being, and I'm glad that she comes here all the time now, and I think she's very, very funny, and you guys are gonna think she's funny, too. Slap your meat paws together for Mary Goss! Hey,
13: friends. Dressed like if Beetlejuice got really into nirvana today. Feeling good about myself. Feeling good. Feeling good. I wasn't feeling good about myself for a little bit um, because I had a lot of like, from childhood on, I had a lot of like really unrealistic expectations about my what my life was supposed to be like from Disney movies and stuff. I took that shit seriously. I was dumb. Real stupid. But um, as it turns out, if you just like change the lens a little bit on how you view things, you too can be living in a Disney movie. Because I realized recently I had my own Disney movie, my little like Disney princess moment. I was making out in a bar so aggressively that I lost a shoe in the process. (laughs) And then I got kicked out of that same bar at exactly midnight. (laughs) Had a Cinderella moment. Thank you. That, also, yes, yes. Bifty boppy boo indeed. Um, yeah, but I'm getting too old for that shit. I'm 24 now, um, which is, <laughs> everyone is not laughing. I'm not too old for much, um, but I am too old for that shit. Uh, I'm 24 now and I feel like I'm supposed to be, you know, tricking someone into loving me forever so before I inevitably succumb to Irish mom body. <laughs> Irish mom body, if you're unfamiliar is that thing where you wake up suddenly, and like regardless of whether or not you are a mom, but generally you should be Irish, um, you wake up and then your torso is just shaped like a bar of soap. <laughs> and it's coming for me. See, in my own Irish mom, I'm just trying to like, do as much yoga as I can to stay out of the express lane there, but, and it makes me flexible. Um, I do like yoga. I don't have a joke about that though. So that wasn't a segue. I'm just telling you all stuff I like. I like yoga. Um, it's good. It's fun. I enjoy it. Um, but I am, I am single now and I do have a lot of friends and like, really just like, beautiful, like, committed, long-term relationships where I'm just like, how? Just all the time, every minute of every day, I'm just like, how do you keep doing this and why? But it's always just like, but they always give me the same answer. It's just like, Mary, you know, you really just need to like put yourself out there more and maybe just like lower your standards a fair amount. Just like, just lower those standards, which is ridiculous to me because I don't know how my standards could get any lower. I have now dated two adults um, who did not have bed frames. (laughs) Mattresses on the floor. So I don't know where my friends think my bar is set at, but it's like, it's like here. It's about that level. Mattress. Mattress on the floor level. Um, Yeah. No, but as you can tell from that little anecdote, I do generally date straight men. But I, myself, am not straight. And sometimes I have to, like, unless I, like, walk into a room and be like, hello, I'm Mary Goss. I have sex with men. Sometimes. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I do not. Um, I feel like people don't get that I'm not straight, like, so then I end up having this weird thing where I'm like an accidental double agent for the LGBT community. And what I have found out from that little foray into bullshit is that straight people in groups, real weird. Straight people, when they think that they're alone, are real fucking weird. Like one of my coworkers who is Dave and he sucks, and his actual name is Dave and he actually sucks. Sucks a lot. Dave was telling me, he was just like, yeah, you know, my wife just uh, joined a softball league and I'm worried that the lesbians are just gonna like convert her. I was like, oh, I think the lesbians are gonna convert your wife, which is completely ridiculous. There's not like a van full of lesbians like riding around like blasting Katie Lang, like trying to kidnap your happily <laughs> heterosexual partners. Van is being driven by Portia de Rossi and R- Ellen's riding shotgun. Um, yeah, and everyone's so concerned, but like I can tell you just as from my own personal experience when people, when straight women find out that I'm queer, they're just like, They are the most aggressive at trying to hit on me, other than straight men. Like, absolutely. Like, so I don't think these guys should be worried about like their like happily heterosexual partners like getting converted by the evil lesbians or whatever. Like, I am. I can assure you, like any guy who has that concern, his wife or girlfriend has tried to fuck me, and frankly, it's making me uncomfortable. (laughs) I wish that they would stop. Um, And I am
0: Mary Goss, and thanks. Yay, merry guys! No longer closeted lesbian. She wasn't closeted before, it's, it's, but she's definitely swings both bats for both teams. I'm, I'm, I'm up and down for. I've been to Burning Man. It's all good. Your next comedian, your next comedian, uh, is an amazing human being who I really. respect and love her so much because she might have actually touched Tyra once in her life. And if she got anywhere near... She's been nearer to Tyra than I have. And therefore, she is a goddess. You guys, and also, this is very funny. Put your hands together. It's Mary Bushy! Thanks, Pam. Everyone go online
14: to... Uh... What's it called? Mutiny Radio, Comedy Festival.com. get Yay! tickets. Um, I have touched Kate Moss. <laughs> Name dropping. Um, thank God Pam found my Bengals hat. Like this is me representing Ohio and <laughs> a community of people who are trying to convince themselves they're not racist. They're like, well, it's not racist if we like confuse everyone. Never mind. I'm not gonna say what they say Um, So new material everyone's like it is like the season of breakups It seems like I mean, I didn't get dumped by anyone, but I'm always single so not to rub it in but like um, So I watch a lot of Caesar the dog whisperer with my roommates (laughs) Not by choice But it is inspirational. And, uh, like, Caesar's always like, today, I think we made a lot of progress with the Weimarama, and he we tied the Weimarama to a llama. <laughs> <laughs> Which really fucking happened. But, um, <laughs> anyway, so there has been a lot of g- r- r- rave, uh breakups, and I'm like, dudes, watch the show. Because I get it. Like, we can be actual bitches, and we can be a little crazy and... Pe- possessive. So like every time they are like trying to start arguing with you, like who was on the phone? Who's Amanda? And you can just go like pss, 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 pss. And they like will start like getting more and more nervous. You can just give them a little touch and then they'll have like a psychological breakdown and just get on their back in the hind legs. Like Caesar. Um, did you guys hear that he actually, like, so Daddy, his, like, muse of a dog, Daddy, um, died, and then he got a divorce, and he attempted suicide. The dog, the dog, the dog died, oh, the and dog he dog got a divorce, Caesar got a divorce, and then he attempted suicide, but he snapped out of it, and he did an episode with Jerry Seidenfeld recently, <laughs> so he's doing great. Um uh, Man, I bet daddy got raped. Sorry for the rape jokes, but anyway. Um, daddy got raped. <laughs> um, I, the, they say the key to happiness is, um, the key to happiness is to always look forward to something. <laughs> I look forward to die, <laughs> dying, so I'm always happy. <laughs> Cole is uh, le- yeah. <laughs> Cole's mean. Like I, you're like, oh, I'm so angry. I haven't lived in Marina in the Marina my whole life or Marin or something. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a hero in death, Uh, her name is Lois, Um, she was my grandma, and she did a bunch of really cool shit, and once she stopped doing cool shit, she was ready to die, but she like was atheist and started to believe in God, so God would grant her her wish of dying, but God didn't take her life, he took her, her leg because when she was ninety eight that right leg was not ready to was not ready to live any longer, um, okay, so I had a bunch of other shit, but you know, I was rearranging I was taking <laughs> I was taking Ethan's advice of not getting distracted by the stands. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I found, my, like, I, I've been holding on to this in my wallet for a while now. But um, I found my wish list from my Christmas wish list from when I was 16. And um, it's very, well, some of it came true. So here we go. <laughs> Mary's Christmas list, uh, December 2005. Um, one, to find a reason to live. Two, for mom and dad to get a divorce so mom can marry a hot Mexican guy, I moved to Arizona that year, um, <laughs> or Morgan Freeman, and I can get out of this hellhole. Three, purple Uggs. Four, to be Sonia from Mortal Kombat. Five, for River Phoenix's ghost to come fuck me like we're in my own private Idaho. <laughs> Six, to get sent to boarding school and for underage sex and fast drugs. That one didn't. Um, seven, to stop crying every time I see a penis. Thank you.
0: Yay, Mary Bushy, yay! You, know, you just put it on the stage, just lay it down on the ground. It's fine. That was great. Keep it clapping for Mary Bushy and her list of reasons not to kill herself. Yay! Also, she's wearing a skateboard shirt, and she knows how to skateboard, which is really, really cool. Yay. Your next comedian, hey, he's one of those comedy college kids that you guys uh, know and love and produces shows and stuff. Hey, guys, put your hands together and clap wildly for David Klein.
15: Yay. Thanks, Doug. Yeah, all right. That worked out. Uh, I, uh, I want to open up a waxing boutique. I, th- I think it's called a boutique. I don't know. I uh, want to open up a waxing boutique and call it Wax Philosophical. And then instead of ripping off the hairs of vaginas and buttholes and all the stuff, I just want to ask, is the hair even there? And then when someone looks at me all weird as fucking rip it off and you know It'll be a really good store, right? I make a lot of money. It's really a killer way to start off a set too. Um, this morning, I thought someone was smoking weed in my room and then I realized I just farted And then I realized that I smoked so much weed the night before that I was you know farting weed And then I felt like this is a good moment in my life. I feel like an adult now. I feel really good about it Um Uh, Let's see. Uh, Do you guys like aliens? Yeah, Yeah, I love a yeah, I love fucking aliens and we have enough technology that the aliens might actually come here Uh, But I'm concerned, you know, what if they come to the earth and there's like a miscommunication and instead of meeting our worldwide leader uh, They accidentally meet mr. Worldwide You know Pitbull Um, That might be a problem because Pitbull's retarded but he has so much money like no one will tell him. Like Pitbull will wear a $15,000 jacket and forget to put on a shirt Uh, or he'll be inside for like four hours and not realize he's wearing sunglasses. What I'm saying is Pitbull doesn't know how sunglasses work. He has a song that goes, Mommy got an ass like a donkey with a monkey. Looked like King Kong. If that's not a cry for help, I don't know what is. All right, we, we, people need our love, you guys. He really needs our love. Uh, we gotta support him, it's important. Um, last time I was in Mexico, I got Montezuma's revenge. Yeah, a little, little this and that, and very all, all that. Uh, I think that's the only case of racism against white people, like in the world, because um, the Spanish came and killed the Aztecs in Mexico, and then the Aztecs put a curse on white people from the future? Like what do I, have? like come on man, like I'm not used to this racism, I'm Not used, I don't even know how to react, it's messed up. Like what if that were reversed? What if people from Mexico come to the US and they get a disease based off, based off British colonialism? Yeah, I'm doing a British colonialism joke. It kills everywhere. Everyone loves British colonialism jokes. Um, but yeah, they like are worried about a disease based off something from the queen, you know? They're like, uh, Oh man, I drank that water in America. Now I'm constipated. Trying to shit, but I can't. Oh, I want it to come out. I'm crowning, but it won't come out. Come on, I'm crowning. Fuck, I've got Queen Elizabeth's crown. Fuck, I got Queen Elizabeth's crown, that fucking bitch Queen Elizabeth. Someone get me some of that good clean water from Mexico so I can shit this out. Yeah, that's a good way to tag that. Um, Yeah, so, no, thank you. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going back to Mexico Coming up here soon And my friends that are freaking out That uh, I'm going to get kidnapped Can you imagine being kidnapped in Mexico Doing stand-up comedy They're just like Yeah, we got you San Francisco boy What do you do? Are, are you on TV? Get the fuck out of the van Shit, what are we going to do These fucking dicks Alright, that's all I got Thanks guys
0: Yeah David, Kai, David, Kai, David, Kai, David, David. Keep it going for David Klein. Yay. All right. You guys are in for a treat. Your next comedian, I saw him last night. Just murder it, brainwash. Just murder it. He had to, like, knock people out of the way to get fist bumps from everybody because it was such a good set. Hey, everybody. I don't mean to pump him up too much, you know, but you know, it was really good last night. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, and clap them wildly for Ashton Tate.
16: Oh, thank you. Thank you, Timothy, for sitting up front. Um, it's great. I watched an entire hour of Jeopardy! this weekend, and it didn't get a single answer right. That's true. At that point, it's not really a game show. I'm just watching the news. Uh, saw an episode of Jeopardy! where everyone answered by saying quick question first. And uh, the theme was people you avoid at work. <laughs> uh, okay. Contestant number uno. Spanish would be hard in Jeopardy. Am I right? That's uh, That would be a hard thing to do. Do they have Spanish Jeopardy? I'm not sure. But uh, a lot of girls complain when older guys buy them drinks. Is that true? I would know. I'm not old enough to buy girls drinks and have it be weird. It's just normal weird if I buy it. Um, but I've had like an old guy buy me A whole cart of groceries and that felt pretty good you know so so maybe just look at it in that context like maybe it's just one drink of a basket Um, if you were buying a lot of drinks and it wouldn't be that creepy am I right you know I think uh, more older gals should buy drinks for young men no that's okay got an interview to be a guy who rents out rollerblades Uh, and I'm nervous because I feel like for that job, you have to be really depressed. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to nail the interview. No smiling during the interview. Yep. But, um, I was rereading the Bible as one is akin to do. And, uh, I was reading Noah's story, you know, Noah's wife's tale. I feel like maybe he went through that whole trouble with the ark just to get a date. You know, like, Hey, there's two of everything. Why don't we get just another girl? Um, We'll do that not sure if he was into that sort of thing. I've never been the type of guy who's into animals I just feel like I have to say that to some people Um, You know you take one long look at a person's dog in the park and you're the weird guy. It's like (laughs) Come on You got a cute dog cuter. They say that dogs look like their parents Um, They don't really Uh, Unless you have sex with your dog, then that's no It's not even funny to talk about really Moving on. Um, it's times like this where I wish I had a presentation, you know, so I could like hit a slide to go somewhere to really shift the focus of the room. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but hey, can't do that. I uh, bought a telescope to spruce up my room. Um, but it turns out having windows in your room makes a big difference. Because if you don't have windows, then you just have a telescope with no windows. And that looks really weird. So on to bigger and better things. I can see white people live in vans, Ethan. You get a lot of windows for, it's like living, it's closest living in an office, you know? get View of the city. View of the city. Um, watched a YouTube video recently of a magician explaining a trick. Turns out the secret is living with your parents. <laughs> uh, didn't know that. But um, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I like Costco It's one of my favorite places I'm going to name my kid Costco That's how much I love it And then I'm going to have him be raised by other people And I like Costco Because you get to meet other people Met this cool guy making smoothies And how much more legitimate does a guy Who's making smoothies Look if he's wearing a headset Am I right? That's like the number one quality of a good smoothie maker. I don't know what he's putting in there. What lies, I personally, I think the headset's for lip syncing, you know what I mean? He's gotta run, he doesn't know what strawberries are coming up next, so he just whispers something else. Um, (laughs) Whisper something else. And that is fine. Uh, All right, I'm gonna go. All right, my name's Ashton, you guys have a good night.
0: Blueberries. Blueberries. Boys berries. That was Ashton Tate. Yay! Ashton Tate! Clapping, 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 yay! Your next comedian, he runs the show here uh every once in a while. Sometimes it's on Thursdays, sometimes it's on Saturdays. It's a great show. It's called Hired Killers. You guys clap wildly for the hilarious comedy of Ben Lupinetti. <laughs> Why you smell
17: so bad? Why you smell 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 so bad? Well, fair number of suicide jokes tonight here at Muni Radio. But fewer than usual, I notice. I think that's a sign of progress. Good for you, cats and kittens. No suicidal thoughts for this old boy, I tell you what. Every day I see how you people would be way worse off without me in your lives. Live every day like it's a wonderful life. Fuck you people, you need me.
5: Um,
17: how am I doing? So glad you asked. Uh, that's very polite of you. Uh, I sustained a jaw injury and a wrist injury because I had a date this week that went good. <laughs> No, no, no. Be proud of that. You enjoy it. That's uh, fine. I like how you shirt just says skateboard. No position on skateboards. Not necessarily pro or con. Not just like skateboards are a nuisance or skateboards are in my life. I can't. That's uh, not do. That's not even crowd work. That's sweatshirt work. That's not. That's. Uh, why would I? Uh, I came here tonight because I'm deeply concerned about an issue. I want to see if anybody else here can shed some light on. Do you guys happen to remember this computer game from when we were younger called Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? You're familiar with this? How did that theme song go? Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Sing it with me now. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Come on, flannel guy. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Where is that bitch? You would scour the globe looking for this mysterious woman Carmen San Diego and you'd go all over the globe is she in the Ukraine no is she in South Africa no is she in Australia no is she in Ireland no you'd never quite know but you'd search the world trying to find where the fuck is Carmen San Diego And did you ever think maybe she's in San Diego Maybe worth checking out. I don't remember ever going to San Diego in the game. I know it seems like a little too on the nose, but maybe that's why it works. It begs the question too, what did Carmen San Diego do? Anybody? Was she, like, what did she steal? Was she in human trafficking? Did she steal people? What warranted, who had the budget to just send you on a a trip all the way to like Texas and be like, well, she's not at the Alamo, I guess we gotta skedaddle. (laughs) Let's see, if she's in Iceland, who was paying for that investigation? I realized that wasn't exactly the point. The point was that you were supposed to learn geography, which, real important, that turned out to be. But I always harbored this fantasy that maybe one day I would find Carmen Sandiego in the most unlikely of places. Like maybe one day I'd be playing Oregon Trail. And I'd be out in a clearing trying to shoot a buffalo. And I'd come upon this log cabin and I'd walk up to it and I'd open the front door and there I'd find Carmen Sandiego! There she is, sitting next to Waldo from Where's Waldo? And they're surrounded by bags and bags of my missing socks. And my childhood is complete. Geography lessons weren't all a waste of time. I learned some uh, interesting facts. Uh, Here's a fun fact. Did you know you can see space from the Great Wall of China? Fuck yeah. Did you know that if you took every centipede on the planet and laid them end to end along the equator that people would think you're weird? <laughs> Don't do that, that was a strange activity. Did you guys know that the human brain only uses 10% of its processing power to think of movies where the premise is unlocking the other 90% <laughs> again? Called the frontal derivative lobe. All right, guys, uh, you've learned a lot. I've been great. Let's all sing the Carmen San Diego theme song to play me out. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Louder now. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? One more time. Where in the world is. All right, that's enough. That's really too much. I was asking a lot. Thank you, guys.
0: Yay, Ben Lupinetti! He's been trying to date Carmen San Diego for 27 years. It's so bizarre. Uh, hey, you guys, your next comedian. He uh, hails to us from Scotland. Is he here? Is Joel Spears here? He's not here. Uh, Joel Spears pre-signed. He's not here. Fuck that guy. Your next comedian. He runs the door at Pantastics and it makes me so happy. And he's also very funny and very tall and very smart. And you guys are gonna laugh at his jokes. Put your hands together. It's Connor Doherty! Why Why so
17: bad? Why you smell so bad? Why
18: My California driver's license came. I got pulled over on my bike a while ago. My only moving violation is on a bike. They told me that you're supposed to have a California State ID after 10 days of residency. So I was only 2,360 days late. It's not a bit, just telling you about my life. You guys, I oppose electronic voting because I think it will further disenfranchise the Amish. (laughs) Those guys have it hard enough. Don't need to lock them out of government, too. I bet they'll vote against Trump. I don't know what they're going to vote for. I don't claim to understand the Amish psyche. I've been talking about them a lot, but if I actually came face to face with an Amish person, they probably wouldn't like me. So it goes. What The fuck was I talking about? You guys ever see this show, Amish Mafia? It was on the Discovery Channel heard about it I it can't there's no way it's still on so I'm gonna talk about it in the past tense but I was watching it a few years ago and I was watching these Amish guys they were painting some squares on the ground and then they were betting on which squares the cows were gonna poop in (laughs) and I was like look at these fucking rubes just sitting around watching cows poop as I sat there watching men watch cows poop (laughs) they might be right about TV A friend of mine works as an analyst for a digital bookseller, and he assures me that Amish romance and erotica is a thing. And when I say is a thing, I don't just mean like exists, it's like gets disproportionate representation, like people are into Amish stuff. Uh, Do you think Amish women have wind-up vibrators? Wouldn't that be frustrating? like about to come, turns off. (laughs) I would really like it if the next teenage romance fad was Amish, instead of like Twilight, like all the teenagers, you know, instead of being into vampires and werewolves, they're into like beards and buggies and bonnets. Maybe I'll write it. (laughs) That's how I'm gonna make my millions, you guys. Tabitha has to decide between Ezekiel and Jebediah. (laughs) Jebediah is real strong. He's always at the barn raisings. But Ezekiel, I mean, he's the silversmith. You know, he's going to be able to look out for you. He's good with his hands. You may not be able to find that out until after marriage. But then again, Tabitha may have a wind-up vibrator. We don't know. This is why it wouldn't go well, I think, if I, could you imagine trying to do this bit in front of an Amish audience? Maybe that's like, maybe that's an indication that I shouldn't do it. Who knows. How many times do you think a doctor has accidentally told a patient they have to get a scat can? (laughs) It's probably happened at least once, right? And like, if you're getting a cat scan, you're not in a good way. You, like, you have a mass somewhere, you know. Like, if they're putting you into this big machine, they don't just do that for fun. It's <laughs> so like someone has gone along with it, right? They didn't know what it was. They're like a scat can. Shit, what is that? I have to get in a can with, carry a can around, collect, collect my scat. I don't, it's happened, you guys. It's definitely happened. Cool. All right, this is make or break for this character. Done it two times, one time, nothing. Just looks. The other time it did okay. I don't usually do characters, except for the soap guy. That's kind of a character, but that's also just kind of my life. I actually dislike bathing. I'm being vulnerable right now. Here's the character. A guy who gets laid a lot and doesn't understand idioms. Does that make sense? A guy who gets laid a lot and doesn't understand idioms. Oh, man, you guys, if I had a dollar for every chick I banged last weekend, I'd have three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Indeterminate. <laughs> Useless. Okay, I'm done.
0: her Doherty <laughs> is smarter than all of us. <laughs> Sometimes I don't get it because it's... You guys, uh, there's a couple things you should know right now. One, there's free Indian food in the back. Two, you should move up to the front because the free Indian food's in the back. All right, your next comedian, uh, funny man, you guys, get ready and clap those meat paws together wildly for Aiden Candelario.
19: Just that guy realized. Oh. <laughs> just that guy realized that I'm a prop comic right off the bat. <laughs> I planted this mic stand when I was here last week. God oh. Goddamn. Sometimes I just feel like I'm gonna die. But most of the time, thankfully, I know that I'm gonna die. Uh, I've got I've got a photographic memory, like the guy in Memento. I'll, I just have photographs. I don't actually have a memory. There's one of those on the car, on the way here jokes. <laughs> kill it. Don't you guys think that Alcoholics Anonymous would have been a great name for a speakeasy? Thanks for fucking up my joke pickles. <laughs> Slam the door on the punchline. That's, that's how you kill it. Do you do you think that it makes me racist if I can't read the poem Harlem by Langston Hughes without laughing? You guys you guys know the one, you know, it's like what happens to a dream deferred? Does it become all wrinkled and sweet like a California raisin? Does it sag like a like a cum load from a blue testicle? Or does it explode? Okay, I'm I'm paraphrasing a little bit there, I think. But when I read that poem, it sounded like it was about balls. Like, I thought the dream deferred was just ejaculation. It was like, Whitey is trying to hold the black man down and not let him come. That's That was my impression of that poem. But I think me laughing when I hear that, it just means that I'm from a small white town. Just similar to being racist, but not the same thing. Um, and the town that I come from is uh, San Luis Obispo, Oprah's happiest city in the country. Um, it's like... It's this little socialist town where their solution to what do we do about the poor people is we don't let them in. It's like living in a giant frozen yogurt shop full of smaller frozen yogurt shops that might as well just change its name to the next frozen yogurt shop that's coming to town, uh, the Vanilla Privilege Yogurt Club. So I found religion recently. I just find it so comforting, that idea that there's just a bearded white man up there constantly watching me, who will someday decide to kill me. It's so, like, ever since I read the book 1984, I just wished that re- reality was more like that. And then I read the Bible and realized it was. Well, I say I read the Bible, but it was actually the Children's Rhyme Time Bible. Still gave me the same impression. And if you think about it, the way that we're like, getting rid of our privacy now with technology is just like man's attempt to like begat God and return the favor to our father who art big brother up in the cloud. (laughs) The reason I say you wouldn't want to think about it, or I don't know, maybe I didn't say that, but you wouldn't want to think about it too much because it just gets too biblical with all the incest. It's like a fucking Willie Nelson song with us trying to be our own grandpa. But I just get off to that idea that I'm constantly being watched. Like, I like to think God's up there looking down at me, like, wanking his infallible phallus to me jerking off to some girl masturbating on the internet. And then I just have to imagine that she's thinking about God to kind of complete the circle in this kind of never-ending picture-in-a-picture kind of thing. I usually get a pretty mixed response if I do that bit. And uh, that's unfortunate that I'm a divider and not a uniter because I love sects. That's my favorite joke, but even in a room full of comics, people don't catch it. I love doing uh, stand-up in San Francisco. It's like All comics, so it's like uh, life coaches coaching life coaches on life coaching. All right, thank you.
0: (laughs) Life coaching for life coaches. Keep it going for Aiden Candelario. Yay! All right, your next comedian, uh, I tried to tag him on Facebook, but we're not friends, so you should be friends with me soon so you can listen to your set later. Everybody, clap your hands wildly for Evan Fox.
20: Yeah. All right, so uh, you guys know when you uh, like take a shit and it looks oddly familiar, you know? Like when you've seen it before somewhere? Yeah, I call that uh, deja poo. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking the other day like, um, you know, they call water the elixir of life I was thinking like, what's the elixir of death? And then I thought, oh yeah, poison. Poison's the elixir of death. Stay away from poison. Um, I think maybe the worst time to fart is when you're doing cocaine. It's like, whoa, what's this cocaine cut with? Farts? So, uh, I used to live in Nature's Valley, but I uh, had to move because there were fucking crumbs everywhere. Uh, I recently matched up with a girl on Tinder and uh, she immediately messaged me and she said, waffles or pancakes? I was like, oh, this is a line. You know, like a fuck line. Like she's like, what do you want to eat for breakfast in the morning after we fuck? So I was like into it. So I was like, uh, waffles. And then she said, "Would you like berries on your waffles?" I was like, "Oh, okay. I don't know what that means exactly, but yeah. I'll take some berries." And then she said, "How about some whipped cream?" I was like, "Ooh. Now that's definitely sexual." Um, fuck yeah, give me the whipped cream. And then she was like, I'm getting hungry. It's like, mm. so she's actually talking about waffles now. So I played along because I was trying to fuck this girl. And uh, she, she said, you know what I like on my waffles, ice cream. And I was like, quickly looking back at her profile, like this isn't a little kid right? Like worried. But then I said, you know what I like? Chicken and waffles. And she said, Hmm, what's that? And I was like, are you a fucking idiot? Like it's chicken and it's waffles. It's in the title of the dish. Like Jesus. And then, so we went on for a while with waffle talk. And then finally I found like a good time to redirect the conversation So I was like, what are you up to later? And she said, nothing. As in, she never responded, (laughs) ever. I was like, what the fuck, right? Like this girl got on Tinder to talk with a random stranger about waffles for 15 minutes? Like what's going on? And then I thought to myself, Like, what would have happened if I had said pancakes? You know? Like, she's like, waffles or pancakes. And I'm like, hmm, pancakes. And then she's like, fuck me. Just get over here and fuck me you pancake-loving freak, you dirty pancake lover. Oh yeah, come over here and kiss me with that buttery, greasy pancake mouth. Oh, I want it, I need it, I gotta have it. Oh, cover me in s- with syrup and make me your bisquick bitch. Stick your pig in my blanket. Oh, I'm gonna take you to the International House of Pussy, you flat-food-eating fuck. Oh yeah, call me Mrs. Buttersworth. Oh, yeah, call me Mrs. Buttersworth. Call me Mrs. Buttersworth. Call me Mrs. Buttersworth. But you know, I said waffles, so better luck next time. All right, I'm Evan Fox, everybody. Thanks so much.
0: Fox, Yay! Your next comedian is a regular and a stalwart here at Mutiny Radio. Hey, be excited because you get to see him because he's moving away and that sucks. So you must treasure every moment you have with our next comedian. Clap like you've never clapped before for Tommy McGuire.
21: Clap like you've never clapped before. Like, what <laughs> the fuck's that supposed to mean? How you guys doing? All right, I want to warm the room up a little bit by round of applause. Who else here has been assaulted at a Vanilla Ice concert? All right, I'm the only one. I'm the only one in this room. I can deal with that. I'm definitely not the only one in the history of Vanilla Ice concerts, though. But I'd like to think that I'm the most likable, right? Like, that puts me on a weird list. And I'd like to think I'm like kind of at least close to the creme de la creme of people who have been brutally assaulted during a Vanilla concert that they voluntarily went to. That's just me. It's all right. OK. Good start. <laughs> um, I, I've been doing this for like a little over a year. It's cool. I'm really addicted to stand-up. It's highly addictive. I love comedy. I watch all the documentaries, all the stand-up specials and all that. And one thing that all the podcasts can agree on is uh, comedy comes from pain and dark places, right? We're all, we're all empty inside. That's why we're doing this. Uh, what the saying is uh, tragedy plus time equals comedy, correct? Correct, right? Now, like, like coal produces a diamond. Now, I don't want to put a silver lining on slavery, but Richard Pryor. Holy shit. Now listen, I I don't wanna put a silver lining on slavery. And as a self-identifying wigger, listen, hey, that's our word, okay? That's our word. That puts me in a funny place, man, because as much as I hate slavery, I love public enemy. (laughs) It's a thinker. (laughs) Like, are you asking me to thank slavery for ODB? That's fucking, that's too much. I'm, I'm at a crossroads. That's why I'm, I'm writing. This isn't really, I'm writing this joke. I'm just trying to figure this shit out. You yeah. I don't know if you can tell, but uh, I was born rich. Grew up rich. <laughs> and by that, I mean I was a white kid in my neighborhood. <sighs> fucking, w- see, Okay. Listen, white people, black people find this shit funny. I guarantee you. (laughs) My not white girlfriend thinks I'm hilarious, so you can laugh. It's okay. You're not racist for laughing at me, okay? (laughs) Jesus, Christmas. Where was I going with that? Uh, Yeah, I grew up in a a black and brown neighborhood. Lots of blacks, lots of Puerto Ricans. No Mexicans. We only knew Puerto Ricans. It was was just New York. I don't know. But um, so I was like that. That that white guy in the crew that Chris Rock warned you about? Like, how did how did he get down with those dudes? And it wasn't because I was a fucking G. Like, no one ever called me when the block was hot to go fucking handle shit. It was ma- mainly for, like, shoplifting. <laughs> like, we'd roll up to Macy's, I'd be 20 yards in the back, and they'd roll in, and it was just fucking, like, cold black, cold black. And all the security cameras and all of Macy's would perform this beautiful dance, <laughs> fueled by racism, <laughs> pointed at all the wrong people. And while all the security guards are just fucking like itching with their tasers, they don't even have tasers, they have fucking walkie-talkies, but anyway, <laughs> while they're just mm, looking at, I'm stuffing $2,000 with a polo in my stolen North Face jacket, yeah. all right? That's how I grew up. When life hands you racist-ass lemonade, wait. When life hands you racist-ass lemons, sip lemonade in some fly-ass gear, yo. All right, that's been my type five.
0: Tommy McGuire, hooray. Don't leave us. Don't go back to to your rich parents. Hey, everybody, eat the salmon. The salmon is really good. The salmon from the Indian buffet is really delicious. And it's in the back, and you should eat it, and then you should put it in a to-go container and make a a burrito out of it and eat it for lunch tomorrow Uh, because I don't know what I'm going to do with four pounds of salmon. (laughs) I can't do it. Uh, I I don't have enough uh, cream cheese or bagels for that. Your next comedian, I'm excited to have him here every time he's here, Uh, he, he, he has a cute haircut, I guess. Put your hands together. It's Cole Chapman.
22: Thank you, Pam, for that compliment. Um, yeah, my name's Cole Chapman. You can call me mean Liza Minnelli, apparently. (laughs) What the fuck was that? (laughs) Hey guys, pro tip. If you want to do crowd work with me, don't that's what we learned tonight i'm just gonna sit there stone-faced looking at you just like what do you want and then when my mouth opens it's just gonna worsen our relationship that's what happens every time someone tries crowd work with me so it happens like every time i go to an open mic it's just like i like as far as like do is anybody like on board with the idea of like biorhythms? like we kind of go up and down up and down that's like a kind of out there concept you can get on board trust me i've like I don't know, I feel like I hit a peak like two weeks ago and now I'm just like downward and it's just like, it's like the stock market crash of just like fucking the thirties, like we're just, it's just going down. It's a bad scene and (laughs) I'm depressed and I'm also mean Liza Minnelli as a result and I don't know how I feel about it, but let's move on. To what, you wonder? I don't know. I don't know. Let's figure it out. Oh, my dad is turning 70 this year, This is a big, big thing for him um kind of weird for me because he's i don't know he's a 70 year old dad It's so i don't know <laughs> like old um we get a lot of arguments about like who had it harder growing up his he contends that he had it way harder because he's like the kind of guy who's gonna be like i used to walk home like uphill both ways in the snow like that kind of is like all right like too much uh I feel like I had it way harder than him because like you had to walk up, like walk uphill in snow. Dude, I had to grow up with the internet, which is like a horrific experience if you're growing up with the internet. Like, let me put it this way, Uh, I got Facebook when I was like 14, which is fucked up. So if you really want to go deep into my life, you've got 10 years of permanent record that you can just like comb through at any point. I'm sitting there trying to figure out like how to be a human like the whole time and like I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. It was a terrible scene. Let me give an example, or I was like, I was like here's a challenge for you, Dad, uh, can you remember your most embarrassing moment from high school, and he was like, no, and I was like, you want to see mine, <laughs> it's right here, yeah, saved forever on the internet, that shit doesn't go away, it is a Facebook group titled, and Jiggy With It, detailing the life and times of DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, mostly the Fresh Prince, Will Smith, if, you're, if you, you know him, you're familiar with Will Smith, you ever heard of this guy? Cool guy. This guy knows. Anyways, took the guy who identified himself as a wigger. Weird. Weird. Didn't know that was like a cool Our thing word. to do. Our word. Hey man, come on. Look at me, please. We we co-op black culture together. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, for, I feel like it was, the worst part about it wasn't actually the internet. It was like the music we grew up with, or at least I grew up with. Like, fucking, the most popular song in high school when I was there was uh, "Get Low." by Lil John and the East Side Boys. And like, my dad growing up went to like college, or not college, things, but like school dances where like it was a separation of Jesus, like the six inches for Jesus kind of thing. Everyone's like <laughs> doing the WAP or whatever, like I'm, like this thing and like, like the Carlton dance, Fresh Prince reference again. Um, thank you, we're doubling up on those. Uh, and there's like a guy in a sequin suit on stage doing a, like, you know, a white guy playing a black song, you know, everyone's having a good time. But now it's like, I get there and I've got Lil Jon and his crew who, Lil Jon at the point, let's be real, is basically like a black wizard or like king or something. He had like a crystal goblet that he was like drinking gasoline out of. And it was just like, (laughs) what, what? And the whole time I'm supposed to just like mount women and then just like hope they don't tell me to leave. Like that's like the new hot dance move. Meanwhile, we've got Lil Jon commanding me to skeet. What? Like, I'm 14, dude. I don't have that much control over my body. And you're yeah. sitting there repeatedly going, skeet, 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 skeet. And I'm supposed to, like, control myself? Ridiculous. Anyways, I've been li- mean Liza Minnelli. Uh, yeah. thanks.
0: Yay. Gold Stick Sticking his hip-hop hot dog in your buns every time you dance before you turn it You know, it wouldn't be so bad. I've been at those clubs where the hip-hop hot dog gets stuck in my bun and, uh, buns and I turn around and I'm like, oh, God, you're ugly. You're a darling. If I turned around and saw you, I'd be like, oh, okay, this guy isn't going to rape me. Hi. It's fine. It's just Cole Chapman. Hey, everybody, your next comedian I've never heard him before. He just friended me today on Facebook. Let's all be friends together and clap for Elijah Holbrook.
3: Thank you. Uh... I'm from Wisconsin, just visiting. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if any of you have seen *Making a Murderer*, but that's about it. That's Wisconsin. We're all like that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I watched it. I don't. I don't know if Stephen Avery is guilty or innocent. I can't decide. Uh, but yeah. But I don't know. Uh, but I do know that the documentary *Blackfish* came out like three years ago, and Shamu is still in captivity. So, don't get your hopes up. That is what I'm saying. Uh, uh, one of my first jobs uh, growing up was refing children's soccer, which was a lot of fun because the only people that care about children's soccer games are the parents, and none of them have any idea how soccer is played. So <laughs> it's weird. Like, there's this rule in soccer that not a lot of people would understand uh, for the ball to go, or the play to go out of bounds, the ball has to go completely over the line. Uh, and people didn't know that, and these were kids, so they kicked the ball and it rolled slowly and land right on the line. And then somebody's drunk 40-year-old dad would start yelling at me, It's out of bounds, you moron! <laughs> Dude, I took an eight-hour class, I got this, alright? I know, I know all the rules, I got it. Different one of those games, it was like two-year-olds that I was reffing. I don't know, I were like this big, whatever that is, in child. Like, uh, but they didn't, they didn't know what they were doing. They were running around trying to kick the ball, tripping each other. It was adorable, it was adorable. Uh, but at halftime, this lady comes up to me and she goes, Number 9 keeps tripping other players call a foul on number nine. I'm like, lady, he just learned to walk two months ago. He's playing a complex sport, give him a break. You hobbled out here. I I don't know, I don't know what you wanted me to do, like give him a red card, like, get off the field, you little turd. (laughs) Sit on the sidelines too and learn depth perception. (laughs) I don't know. know. I'm not really into sports though. One sport I really don't understand is NASCAR. If you find that interesting, why don't you just set a chair out by a traffic circle? Enough beers. That has to be the same experience. Has to be. I don't know. Uh, another uh, sport. A lot of people uh, where from where I'm from in, in Wisconsin hunt. I'm not really a big hunter, but a lot of my family do it and stuff. And they'll make fun of me because I don't. they be like, "What? You don't want to? You don't want to shoot an animal? What are you a sissy?" Like, wait a minute. How does this make me less manly than you? Because let me get this straight. All you do is bait the deer, cover yourselves in camouflage. Get real drunk and crawl up into a tree. And then when one, when one happens to walk by, you shoot it with a gun. Congratulations, you killed an unarmed, otherwise docile creature. Okay. That's great. It only took you countless hours of sitting in a tree and two marriages to do it, but I guess that's pretty impressive, Dad. Uh, I don't know. I don't, really, uh, I don't really want kids at all. But if I had a kid, I'd want, like, a Helen Keller kid. Because how easy would that be? Let's see, never have to talk to it. <laughs> like, Helen, don't touch that, it's hot. Ah, uh, she'll figure it out. It's fine. <laughs> go practice your pinball, you should be good at that. <laughs> I don't know. Take her to a park, drop her off, go to a movie, come back later. She'd never know you were gone. She'd have no idea. All right, I don't think you're following me here. I'm not saying that if I had a kid, I would blind it, blow out its eardrums, and duct tape its mouth shut. I'm saying if I had a kid that was like that already, I would love that kid. <laughs> Just never have to tell her that. Sure. All right, that's it. Thank you. Yes, Hooray! All the
0: way from Michigan, Elijah Holbrook. Hooray! Uh, Wisconsin. What did I say? You said Michigan. I said Michigan. They're the same place. It's, they're both very cold, aren't they? Is that the same? I'm sorry. I live in San Francisco. I don't understand these northern places. It's Canada, right? You live in Canada. Your next comedian has a weird name. It looks like Mr. Otuti or Marurotiti. It's it's a lady. Her name is Can Kevin, put your hands together.
11: To explain my name. The M is for Marie. That's what people call me. And Rotuti is from Retno Pangestuti. And I know nobody can remember that. I'm from Indonesia. I used to live in San Francisco for 10 years to get my master at the uh, San Francisco State and went back to San, uh, Sacramento. And I'm coming back here to do some comedy. So anyway, uh, You know, from my face, you're my age. So I have two daughters. They live here in San Francisco. They're probably about your age, but one is getting married and then she took me to shopping. So um, for, you know, the, the dress for the mother of the bride, right? Okay. So we go to Nordstrom or whatever they call it, uh, one of these uh, department stores, And so she picked me, um, she picked like a, a dress. It was like a nice dress. It's an expensive dress too. But when I put it, it looks like a nun to me. I mean, there's nothing wrong being a nun, you know, but I don't want to be a nun. I just, you know, I divorced from her father because her father chose to be married to another man. Okay. So there must be something wrong with me because I don't have another penis, right? (laughs) So anyway, honey, that dress makes me look like a nun. I want something like this. So I pick her dress and I put it on. But mom, that's too, uh, too revealing for you, too sexy. Well, of course, honey. I like to reveal myself. You know, I'm single again now. I need to get a man again. But mom, your age, mom, well, what's wrong with my age? You know, I'm still a human. You know, I'm still a woman. (laughs) So anyway, so I promised her, how about this? I put it up during the ceremony, but after the ceremony, I'm going to put it down, okay? <laughs> so she said, okay. So that's what happened. After the ceremony, okay, I went back, sit down by myself, enjoying myself, sipping my drinks, and suddenly I put down all my dress like that, looking sexy, enjoying myself. Suddenly I feel some like, hot thing behind my back, hot thing, and I look back, Oh, you know who did I see? It was like Jim Carrey. Maybe I was a schizophrenia. That's what the doctor told me I had schizophrenia. But he it really, it looks like a Jim Carrey. Oh, hi, Jim, I said. Hey, Mary, come here, come here. Let's go behind the bush. Yeah, OK. So I follow him behind the bush. And he did what he did uh, to the uh, his movie, Asventura, you know? Oh, way away, way, way more way, way more way. Oh, that feels good, Jim. Cool, cool. Keep going on, Jim. All right, that's it. Thank you. Hey. Marie
0: Rattucci, yay, yay. She's the sexiest mom at every wedding, yay. <laughs> Uh, we're going from the Philippines all the way to Italy right now, you guys. Put your hands together for your next comedian,
23: yeah. Filippo Vico! Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Mutiny, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Pam. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Mom, if you're listening. I made it in the American showbiz, Mom. <laughs> I made it. I got it. But really, I've been to... AA meetings before and um, this one is pretty cool. This one, <laughs> you can drink in this one too. I love it. It's, uh, it's really free. It's really free, that's great. Um, um, I have a, I, I, I actually miss my family a lot. I, I miss my family. I remember when my father going to a fight with this guy was shouting at him, your wife is cheating on me. And my dad went like, no, no, it's it's your wife who's cheating on me. And that's when I realized that's how big Italian families are made. This is how it works. In any case, good news, soon white guilt and white power will be over, will be done. Because we're going to run out of white people. We're going to run out of white people because if all the immigrants who emigrate cross mountains, seas, rivers, borders, barriers, and we look for partners with dating apps, well, I think we know who's fucking. I think we know who's gonna be fucking and reproduce. We're gonna know that. What else am I talking about? About, oh. Cause I know what's going on here. I know. I know. I got. I got. I got the keys. I got the keys. I got the solutions. I think. Because we're very aware huh, nowadays. Very aware of social problems, racial problems, political problems, environmental problems. Still full of assholes in the street, huh? Full of assholes. Cause with all those, uh, all of those, enlarge your penis pills that we get online. Penis are growing curvy and backwards and going straight into our (laughs) nas. It's a kind of a curvy penis that we're developing right here. So who's fucking who? Ourselves! (laughs) Just a theory. Just an idea that I'm testing. But I love California. Thank you so much San Francisco for having me. I love California. My favorite desert where to grow broccoli Give it up for Who brought the food, by the way? It's palm Well, yeah, it's, it's, I get it donated. It's. So I, it's me, really. It's Pam. It's Pam. By the way, the broccoli are great. I love the broccoli, especially the broccoli. Take it all home. Take the broccoli home, you guys. It's mine. California grows broccoli. Building pools by the ocean. Eat the salmon. Eat the salmon, Eat the salmon in the ocean. Is the salmon from the ocean? Oh my God, I don't know anymore. Those pools in California are full of chicks. Who's gonna fuck him? Who fucks those chicks? Are they the broccoli owners who fuck those chicks? Who are these broccoli chicks? What the fuck is this organic porn nightmare? Do you like my gender equality pants, by the way? <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks a lot.
0: Gender Equality fans and Filippo Espigo, uh, Come see him during the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival next week. All right, your next comedian. Uh, we have time for two more. Uh, we're going to do, just so you guys know, we're going to do Matthew Quirk, and then we're going to jump back to Joel Spears because we missed his set earlier. Right now, put your hands together. It's Matthew Quirk. Spears!
24: I go to Banza, I go to Banza, thank you. How we doing, guys? How you doing tonight? You having fun? You having fun tonight, guys? Sorry I missed my set, Pammy. I'm really grateful you put me on. Thank you. Uh, shout out to the to my homies in Scotland, my native Scotland. Thank you. Three international comedians in a row. That's pretty special, isn't it? Yeah? That's pretty fantastic. Guys, you're, you're having a lot of fun tonight, aren't you? Watching the comedians doing the jokes and the bits. You know how the, you know how the comedians do with the jokes and the bits. You're, you've been having a lot of fun, haven't you guys? Yeah, you have... Listen guys, a little about me is a phrase that stand-up comedians use when they get confused and they think that stand-up comedy is about coming up here and talking about yourself when actually it's just about telling jokes, okay? (laughs) And (laughs) I'll let that sink in for you. Um, But a little about me. I'm a champion for fresh, new, and innovative comedy, and I'm a champion for uh, inoffensive comedy. I think there's too much offensive comedy out there, guys. Look, you can come up here on this stage and say whatever you want to say. You can use it as a platform for whatever kind of hate speech you want. I don't know. whatever. But uh, no, don't cheer that. Uh, you, can, uh, you can come up here and say whatever you want, but guys, listen, there's this... Is, this is, these people who use stand-up comedy as a way to say things they wouldn't otherwise get away with, you know the kind of people I'm talking about, right? The kind of people, the kind of guy who's like, yeah, I got a, I got a black friend, so I can say the N-word in my set. Yeah, I can do that, yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my great-grandfather's Irish, so once a year I can put on a green t-shirt and act like a drunken asshole, you know, for my heritage, for my heritage, I can do that. Listen, guys, you can say whatever you want on this stage, but if you use your heritage or your friendships to get away with things that you otherwise wouldn't get away with, I think that's hackneyed and cliched. Okay? I think it's hackneyed and cliched. And I can say that because I'm actually from the UK. And uh, when I was growing up, my best friend was actually from hackney in London, where that phrase originates from. but I, I do love being here. I love being in America. I moved here about five or six years ago. And uh, I love America. I love Americans. You guys are the salt of the earth, you know? You're the salt of the earth, which probably contributes to your obesity rates. But, you know, uh, who's counting? Uh, that was a real joke there, guys. Just a real one for you. I, I sprinkle a few in there now and then. Uh, but I, I, love, I love Americans because you're not really – you're. Sorry, you are a curious bunch. You're a curious bunch because you don't get out much. So you're, you're, always asking me, you're always asking me questions about what life is like in Scotland. And I love these questions. I love fielding the same questions over and over again. Questions like, hey, hey, Joel. That's how Americans ask questions. <laughs> hey, Joel, do you guys have telephones in Scotland? And I say, yes, yes, we do have telephones in Scotland. The telephone was invented by a Scotsman named Alexander Graham Bell. We have a minimum of one telephone in Scotland, the one that he invented. And they go, oh. Hey. Hey, Joel. Do you guys have TV in Scotland? And I say, yeah. Yeah, we do have TVs in Scotland. Uh, the TV was invented by a Scotsman named John Logie Baird, alright. So we have a minimum of one TV in Scotland. And they go and they go, Oh. Oh, hey. Hey Joel. Do you guys have the Simpsons in Scotland? And I say, Yeah, we do have The Simpsons in Scotland, but over there we edit it so Groundskeeper Willie is the main character. G- Guys, you've been, you've been absolutely brilliant, and the reason I came to America is to experience the wonderful, accepting American sense of humor. Um, people say Americans don't really get irony, but I don't think that's true. I think you guys have a profound sense of irony, because since I've moved here, nobody has ever said to me, welcome to America, when something good happened. Thank you very much. I've been Joel Spears. Hey.
0: Joel Spears! from Scotland. That was great. We had a uh, international rock block at the end here of Happy Hour. It's every uh, Friday from 6 to 8. Uh, there's always a pre-sign online for the first 18 spots and then we try to fit in as many as we can. Please stay tuned and listen to Pantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. We have a great lineup tonight with Guest hosted by Ethan Albers, starring Eloisa Bravo, Mike Evans Jr., Starzakovsky, Sid Singh, Rachel Raphael, Anthony Medina, Pam Benjamin, Bodie Lane, and Chris Kanatzer. Stay for that. Eat some fucking Indian food, you guys, because I have to throw it away at the end of the night, and it makes me feel like a dick. So eat food, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Jonathan, I know you love tinctures. I do? Most people all don't even California. know
1: what those are. Yeah, most of them don't. Knows and we need to give uh, everybody to a little California. example of what we know.
0: Well, they should go to, to trialta.com to see the six different kinds of cannabinoids that are all distilled for the their city. medicinal needs. Yes, and they're so wonderful. Have you heard about the CBN? Did you even know this existed? Is that like waffles? No, CBN is the cannabinoid in the plant that makes you fall asleep. Oh my god. Weed to to make you sleep.
5: Does that put cancer to sleep?
0: It puts cancer to sleep. It doesn't even get you high. It just puts you to sleep. There's also the THCA pain relief, don't eat any more opioids.
1: Does that come from the vegetation state? It it
0: certainly does. You clearly know your botanicals. You know your Alta California California botanicals.
1: Yes, and there's also a high CBD
21: and a mixture of both high THC and CBD. That's right.
0: Helps with the shaky shakies. If you have anxiety, go with the CBD. CBD. If you like to get high, go with the THC. Go with it all. Go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name. Alta California Botanicals or go to tryalta.com. If you give them your medical prescription, you can get two weeks for free. Alta! Absolutely. Try Alta.com.
25: Hey, you psychedelic junkies. Need something to do Tuesday, March 1st? Well, get your ass on out to the Golden Bull in Oakland at 8 p.m for a stellar lineup of psychedelic rock brought to you by Subliminal SF. Featuring War Cloud, Cloud Catcher of Denver and Skunk. Then, Thursday, March 31st, check out Seattle Band, UN, Hissing, And Cardinal Worm. Also another band to be announced. Same place, same time. $8. Funeral Doom is the genre. For complete listings and more information, visit subliminalsf.com or check them out on Facebook. See you there.
5: What's up, San Francisco? The SF Eagle Bar is proud to sponsor the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. The SF Eagle is about to celebrate its third year anniversary since reopening under new ownership and new management. We are historically a gay leather bar, and now we cater to the queer LGBT community. (laughs) As well as our allies by hosting fundraisers for local non-profits and events to celebrate love and equality.
0: I ain't got no dick, but I love the Eagle.
5: Yeah, you Ooh, do. Yes. Located at 398 12th Street at Harrison Street and open every single goddamn day.
0: So check
14: www.sf-eagle.com yeah. for calendar of events and we will see you 3 By the way, opening day of our special midnight comedy showcase for the mutiny
25: comedy festival i see you guys later
19: hell
5: yeah
23: industrial
25: metals taking over Golden Bull in Oakland, April 5th with the Death Kings of LA, Genocide Skin, Ort Cloud and other bands to be announced. 8pm, $8, all industrial metal. They come again on April 15th to see some noise rock. The other band on Earth will be there. Jerkagram of LA will be there. And Love Moon, same place, different time, 9 PM, 7 bucks. Brought to you by Subliminal SF. For complete listings and more information, visit subliminalsf.com. Or check them out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SubliminalSF. Pabst Blue Ribbon Ribbon is a proud sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy
0: Festival. We appreciate how comedians are, well, they're poor, and they need a delicious and inexpensive alternative to craft beer. Now, that's why every Pabst Blue Ribbon is affordable and accessible to even the dirtiest of dickbag comedians, allowing them to be in public at a bar interacting with people they probably shouldn't, like women. So go buy your favorite comedian a PBR. They need the encouragement that someone, somewhere, cares what they have to say. Pap's Blue Ribbon, keeping comedians funny with classically delicious flavor since 1844, which is crazy because it was America's best in 1893.
5: PBR
1: PBR Wimble Wit a Wimbo Wit a
5: Wimble Wit A Wimbo Wit A Wimble Wit A Wimble Wit A Wimble Wit A Wimble Wit the Brain Wash The Mighty Brain Wash Tony's Box Ho And the Brain Oh, yes, we got <laughs> them jokes seven <laughs> nights a <laughs> week, <laughs> sponsored <laughs> by a <laughs> anthony medina let us assault jokes please come specifically for sin and don't worry you love his jokes and i don't care
25: Your face off. Well, then come to the Golden Bull in Oakland for a night of doom metal with the Dragged Into Sunlight out of UK, Primitive Man of Denver, and Cult Leader Salt Lake City. 8 p.m. $10, July 15th, brought to you by Subliminal SF. For complete listings and more information, visit subliminalsf.com or check them out on Facebook. See you then.
0: Aciento Aciento, this locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant Is excited to be a sponsor for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 We hope you'll join us any night at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival